all my life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. All right, let's do this. How's everyone doing today? As always, I hope you have entered into this week feeling healthy and happy and strong. And if not, don't give up hope. You can get there. This podcast is one thing you can listen to every week to have better tomorrows. And if you're learning a lot, a way to expand on that is to sign up for the Nurse Doza newsletter. It's a bi-weekly and done Q&A style, and you would be surprised how many people have told me that they may not have sent in their own questions yet, but they sure learn a lot from reading all the answers to the other questions. And you should still send in your questions, though. We read every single one. So please sign up for the newsletter at mswlounge.com. Today's episode is going to be all about your morning routine why you need a morning routine because yes you do need one and some things you can do to incorporate them into yours ultimately your morning routine is going to be very specific to your own needs get excited for it it's going to be such a positive addition to your life you'd be shocked to learn how often i recommend establishing a healthier morning routine to our clients i probably talk about it daily it's so important for your health and stress is constant it's rampant it's not something you can get rid of And if you think stress is not making impacts on you physically and mentally, you are wrong. Morning routines are a big way to combat that kind of stress that you're going to face on a daily basis. So please take this message seriously. It can help you so much. Let's get to the importance of what this is and what you can do about it. Classes in session. For your morning routine, The first thing that you can think about when it comes to your morning routine is why we even do one. Why do you have a morning routine? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you do in your daily routine. When you get up first thing in the morning, everyone thinks they're starting their day. That is possibly true. You are getting around doing physical activity. You're moving around. You're thinking. You're having to make critical decisions now that you're awake. But keep in mind, while you were sleeping, your body was still doing other things. You just now you're alert. Now, your morning routine is different than your nighttime routine. The morning routine is so important because it starts the day off for you. And when I say it starts off the day for you, whatever you do throughout your 24 hours, everyone has a morning routine. If you have a morning routine, what does that look like for you? Is it getting up and drinking coffee? Is it getting up and listening to the news? Is it getting your kids ready to go to school? Is it getting yourself ready to go to work? Is it you getting ready to work from home? Is it you going to work out? And if you think about it, there's many different morning routines, but you brush your teeth, you maybe eat breakfast, maybe you make a shake for yourself, maybe you always do this every morning, right? And there's a morning routine that are good and there's some that are bad. A morning routine is just going to be there. You're not going to get rid of the morning routine. What we're going to do is make it better because a morning routine, what I've learned, is that a morning routine is a way to get better health. 
If you want better sleep, you have to have a better morning routine. If you want a healthier heart, you want a better morning routine. You want a healthier brain, you want a healthier morning routine. And what I've learned is the people who are considered successful in life, whatever you define success as, however you define how you want to spend your time, those people always have a very strong non-negotiable morning routine. Because when you have the right morning routine that fits your needs, it gives you the energy to conquer the day. And that's really what we need. Our morning routine to give us the energy to face the day and thrive. Not just face the day, but thrive and conquer it and be successful. So you imagine that if all of us all have 24 hours in a day, the first thing that each and every one of us can do for our own morning routine is schedule 10 minutes for ourselves in that morning routine. Tip number one, schedule 10 minutes for yourself every single day when you wake up in the morning. And don't wait till the end of the day to schedule 10 minutes for yourself. I want you to incorporate this when you wake up in the morning for your morning routine. If you do not schedule 10 minutes for yourself, you will not have anyone else schedule 10 minutes for you. Let's be honest. They'll probably fit it in a schedule that maybe is convenient for other people, but it's not going to be convenient for you. Let's be honest. 10 minutes for yourself. First thing in the morning, what would you do? If you had all the time and the ability to do anything you want for 10 minutes every single morning when you wake up, what would you do with that time? Your 24 hours are the same as my 24 hours and what I choose to spend my 10 minutes doing for the first thing in the morning, I choose to do anything I want to. I don't look at my phone. I don't listen to the news. Yes, I have kids, but... I also know that I still have those 10 minutes to myself before I start taking care of my kids. And if I have to get up early to do it, it is well worth it. Because what I have found with a lot of people, including myself, if I schedule 10 minutes for myself at 9 p.m. at night instead of 9 a.m. in the morning, I usually forget to do the 10 minutes at night. And then they're not very good 10 minutes. I usually spend those 10 minutes doing something to relieve the stress, which could include things like watching TV, being on my phone, you know, eating or snacking, it's not good, right? Because at nighttime, let's just be honest, we should all be going to bed. We shouldn't be staying up till midnight at 11 o'clock, 10 p.m. And if you want more information on what sleep can do for your health, go listen to our very last podcast, number, I believe, 17 on sleep. And you think about the morning routine. Well, in your morning routine, 10 minutes for yourself means that I can do whatever I want. I can be whoever I want. I can think about whatever I want. And you're not giving away your energy just yet. And I want people to understand that the second you get up in the morning, you're going to start giving away your precious time and energy for everything. Let's just be honest, right? Your kids are going to take energy from you. You're going to have to get ready for work. That takes energy and, and, and thinking, right? You're going to get to work and make critical decisions. And of course, yeah, there's text messages and emails and deadlines and to-do lists on there. And then, of course, if you're a parent or if you have a significant other, there's another life after work. And then, of course, there's the nightlife of whatever you do at night. So you imagine 10 minutes of those 24 hours. All I'm asking for is 10 minutes to do exactly what you want to do that's going to make you feel your absolute best. Because let's be honest, the 10-minute morning routine could be the most powerful thing you ever do for yourself. And it only might be 10 minutes. Because what I do in those 10 minutes is everything. And then probably nothing. Right. Imagine my choice for those 10 minutes first thing in the morning is to sit still 
quiet with my eyes closed. Now, those 10 minutes for me might be sitting still with my eyes closed in the sauna because that's my preferred place at 9 a.m. Or that's my preferred place to have the 10 minutes. But if I can't, that's fine because I have kids. Sometimes I'm hiding out in the bathroom. And if I'm hiding out in the bathroom first thing in the morning, I'm, I'm multitasking, if you know what I mean. And what I'm doing is I'm sitting there collecting my thoughts because there's something called neuroplasticity that occurs when you wake up first thing in the morning. Within usually the first hour of you waking up, your brain has the ability to rewire itself and create new thought patterns. So if I choose to spend these precious 10 minutes in my morning routine creating new thought patterns and neuroplasticity, then I don't want to be on my phone reading the news or reading an email or a text message that is, you know, detrimental to my well-being. Those 10 minutes are special to me and I'm not going to give away my time and energy and my concerns to things that do not empower me. Emails do not empower me at 7 a.m. Text messages rarely empower me at 7 a.m. unless it's good news. And the truth is, the news definitely does not empower me at first thing in the morning. So I'm thinking, what empowers you for 10 minutes in the morning? Could it be reading your Bible? Could it be a gratitude list? Could it be a to-do list? I mean, if that's really what you want to do, to-do list, that's fine. A lot of times, those 10 minutes, I think about what I need. Right, Because here's the thing, if you don't ask yourself what your body needs first thing in the morning, no one else is going to ask you that question during the next 24 hours. That's not sad, it's the honest truth. Your significant other might ask you what you need, but if you forget or don't tell exactly what you need, they tried. You have to be honest with yourself, and if you're honest with yourself for 10 minutes first thing in the morning, no one's going to know. Right? It's your own thoughts. And most people consider this meditation, but think about this. If I have one thought that I can focus on for 10 minutes, I can get a lot of stuff done, right? Because I can sort that out. I can problem solve. You know, I can, you know, critical think. Most people have 10,000 thoughts in their head and they can't tune out those thoughts. It's impossible. You don't meditate by tuning out all the thoughts. You have to focus on one thought. So with me, I either focus on my breathing pattern or I focus on what my body needs at that moment. And if it's just needing to be left alone for 10 minutes with my eyes closed, you deserve it. I'm telling you right now, everything you do in life, you deserve 10 minutes for yourself first thing in the morning to be left alone with your own thoughts. And if you have to hide out in the bathroom from your kids to do it, then do it. Tell your wife or husband or significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, say, I need 10 minutes for myself first thing in the morning in order to get myself ready for the day can you do this for me? What do you think they're going to say? The second thing that you can do for your morning routine is not look at your phone when you first wake up. We are glued to our phones, our laptops, our TV the second we wake up. I ask a lot of clients that come in here to the lounge, and I asked them, what's the first thing they do when they wake up? Ask 10 different people, what's the first thing they do when they wake up? And if we're talking about morning routine, it is very common for people to get right up, wake up, and roll over and look right at their phone. And I ask people when they're doing this, for the ones who do look at their phone right when they wake up, what they're looking at. Well, some people are looking at social media. Some people are checking the news. Some people are checking their emails. Now, I then ask people who are on their phones when they first wake up, 
how long are you on your phone for after you wake up? The usual response is 10 to 30 minutes, at least sometimes. And then what happens is the longer you're on your phone, the more you realize I need to get up and go do other things. So then your morning routine continues. But keep in mind, if your morning routine starts with you getting up and looking straight at your phone, you're starting off the day wrong. I know humans were not designed to wake up and start looking at a phone or a computer screen. The alarm, I mean, we don't need a digital alarm. The sun is our alarm clock, all right? When the sun's up, you get up, right? And if you're not getting sunlight as the first thing in the morning, but you're getting phone light first thing in the morning, let's talk about what happens to your brain after you start looking at your phone first thing in the morning every time you wake up. Social media has been linked to social isolation. Poor connections and quality relationships with others will lack with extended social media use. That's interesting because I imagine if your morning routine involves you getting up and looking at social media first thing in the morning, that's going to start your day. You're going to carry out those thoughts. Remember, we just talked about neuroplasticity. Your new thought patterns are whatever you're looking at on the phone. So if you're looking at positive things on your phone at daily affirmations, then so be it. You're going to have daily positive neuroplasticity patterns being developed first thing in the morning. However, let's be honest with ourselves. Unless you're listening to the School of Doza podcast or watching our videos every morning on TikTok, you know, there's probably not a lot of educational things that you're starting off your day with. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you jump in the shower, we go brush our teeth, we're trying to get all our food ready, we're trying to make sure we packed it for, you know, for the day, if we need to change our clothes because we're going to the gym, right? The last thing that is on our minds is what our body really needs. Because if you missed out on sleep the night before, you're probably rushing around late for work, which means you're in panic mode the second you get up. Don't add to that panic mode by looking at something first thing in the morning on your phone. Because whatever you're looking at first thing in the morning, if it's not your alarm clock, it can wait. If it's not an emergency phone call from someone that needs something from you right away, your phone can wait. You can wait to look at your phone 30 minutes, 60 minutes after you wake up. It's very possible. In fact, I do it every day. If you watch your phone first thing in the morning when you wake up, it is more likely you will lead to things like ADHD. I have a study here that shows boys are more susceptible to the effects of media use than girls are. And this is on teenage boys and girls. And you imagine you wake up in the morning and you think about all the dopamine hits, you start getting all the arousal from your brain that you're getting from all the comments and likes, maybe for your page or someone else's page. I'm guilty of it as well. And you imagine then an email comes in that maybe was good, maybe bad, you know, and what happens is when you think about all these things, you're not thinking about yourself first thing in the morning for your morning routine. Remember, I told you, I want to give yourself 10 minutes to yourself. You can think about your work and the news, social media, all those other 10 minutes. But imagine if you think about yourself first, before you start thinking about the news, before you start thinking about work, don't look at your phone. Your phone can wait. I want you to get up in the morning and say, what is my body need today. If you're tired, be honest with yourself. If you're depressed, be honest with yourself. If you're happy, be honest with yourself. There's no shame in getting a poor night's rest. There's ways to improve it. There's no shame in waking up and being tired. I mean, it happens to everyone. Everyone wakes up tired. 
But that second you wake up in the morning and you're appreciative that you're even able to get out of bed in the morning because some people aren't able to. I think it's belittling to us to wake up first in the morning and then go straight to looking at our cell phones. It messes up our brain. And I have tons of research that you can see in the show notes that proves it. To do with anything else besides look at your phone first thing in the morning. Hey everyone, have you ever wanted to drink your multivitamins? Well, the great news is that we have something just for you. It's called Boost. And I've had one of these every day for the last seven years and I stopped drinking coffee years ago. Boost is a great way to get natural energy. There's electrolytes, there's amino acids and tons of B vitamins in there and it comes in a travel convenient to go packet. Each box comes with 30 servings for a month's long worth of energy. Go to iduvitamins.com forward slash boost. Use code Nurse Doza for a great discount. The third thing you can do for your morning routine is belly breathing. Belly breathing is one of the best things I've ever incorporated into my daily routine. Belly breathing has taught my body how to relax. Because just like many people in this country, I'll wake up feeling anxious sometimes. That's the worst feeling in the world to wake up feeling anxious. You ever woken up and just felt like panic mode? And you're like, this doesn't make sense. I was sleeping all night. Why am I waking up in panic mode? And everyone's there, right? And you're like, yeah, I was there. And it's weird because if you're in panic mode waking up, I would think the thing you need to do more than anything else is sit down or lay down and belly breathe to relax your body. So then you can be calm and you're not anxious anymore. But instead, what do we do? We start looking at our phone. We start making coffee. We start getting ready for work. The last thing that we need to do in the morning when we first wake up is start moving around. Do you remember those days that where you would sleep in and you would get up and you didn't have any responsibilities, you didn't have anywhere to be, right? Before you had kids, right? It was just quiet. You were breathing very relaxed at this moment, if you think about it. And you probably have a bedroom in mind of where you used to do this. You'd get up in the morning And you weren't moving around, you were relaxed, which meant your breath was relaxed. Now, I'm going to be very honest, I only learned how to belly breathe several years ago, thanks to Baldo, he showed me how to do it. And belly breathing is probably the magic pill, the prescription, the recommendation, the solution to most of your health problems. And you're going to say that's ridiculous. And I'm going to say, let's be honest. Okay, let's get into it. Belly breathing. Breathing into your nose and out your nose. But breathing into your belly is the best way to breathe. You don't want to breathe into your chest. You want to breathe in through your nose into your belly and make your belly expand. And when you expand your belly with all that air going into it, you knew you did it right. Because then you will exhale, pushing out all the air from your belly and your midsection. And that's how you belly breathe. You rise your stomach when you breathe in. You can see me doing it on the video. And that's called diaphragmic breathing. That's your diaphragm there, right? Now, diaphragmic breathing increases venous return to the heart. I have studies here that show with inhalation, your diaphragm can generate this different kind of pressure inside of your body. And what happens is this pressure change from you belly breathing and diaphragmic breathing causes your nervous system to go into parasympathetic mode. Now, when it comes to stress, let's be honest, stress is inevitable. We cannot get rid of it. You can 
respond to stress better. And in your morning routine, before stress even hits you, I say get down on the ground and start belly breathing. As soon as you get up in the morning, don't look at your phone, get up and start breathing. If you want to spend the 10 minutes in your morning routine doing belly breathing, you will be healthier and you will live a longer, healthier life and you'll be able to do whatever you want in life. That is the secret. Now, I told you, you want to have a morning routine. We all have one, yes, but then you the secret to a healthy, healthy morning routine is the belly breathing, right? Because like I said, all the obstacles that we put in our way every day, you know, work, rush hour traffic, the negative thoughts we have from social media and comments, all these things cause our body to get stressed out even more. And when you get stressed out, you speed up your breathing. You increase your heart rate. Your digestive tract slows down and stops and you're not able to poop. And for men, if you're too stressed out, you can't get an erection. So if you think about how your health is affected by stress, we don't breathe correctly because of it. And when we look at our phone first thing in the morning and when we consume stimulants like coffee and cigarettes first thing in the morning, we're decreasing our belly breathing. Let's just be honest. And so I say here, what does belly breathing do to our heart? It increases our heart rate variability. Everyone has an Apple Watch. Everyone has a wearable device nowadays. And if you don't, you know, I'm sorry. It's a cool thing. You should try one. It's a measurement on your wrist of how well you're responding to stress. That's what the heart rate variability measurement is for on your Apple Watch or your Aura Ring or your BioStrap or whatever wearable device you have. You want a high heart rate variability. Diaphragmic breathing increases heart rate variability. Basically, belly breathing increases your heart rate variability. Now, for those people out there who say they can handle their stress or the people out there who say they're not stressed, let's do a little test. If you have a wearable device and you track your resting heart rate, you check your steps or calories or even your sleep, break out your Apple Watch and let's check out the app or let's break out the Fitbit app or the BioStrap app and let's look at your heart rate variability. It should be above 60 or 70, at least. 100's ideal. You're probably, and I'm going to assume here, below 50. Most people are in the 20s or 30s. And when you have a low heart rate variability, you are stressed out to the max and in sympathetic flight or fight mode and you cannot handle any more stress in your life. And most people will say, well, I don't understand. I went on a boat yesterday or I had Christmas yesterday or, you know, I wasn't doing anything. Why is my heart rate variability 20? I'm not stressed. And I say, well, your body thinks otherwise. So for the people out there who don't think they're stressed or they think that their life is incredible and they actually do like stress, stress is going to increase your heart rate. Stress is going to cause your breathing to increase. It's going to cause your brain to deteriorate and your heart to get sicker quicker, right? Reduced heart rate variability is a poor prognosis in heart disease, congestive heart failure, and diabetes, which basically means if a diabetic or a person with heart disease has a low heart rate variability, which is very common, they're not doing too well in life. And there's not a lot of doctors out there, especially cardiologists, they will order a heart rate variability to be assessed on a cardiac patient. But imagine if you have high blood pressure, the last thing you want to do is stretch yourself out in the morning. But if you have high blood pressure, 
I'm telling you right now, you can lower your blood pressure by belly breathing. If you increase your heart rate variability by belly breathing, which has been shown to do it, you will lower your blood pressure. And there's a direct correlation between high blood pressure and low heart rate variability. There's a connection between low heart rate variability and high resting heart rate. There's a connection between low heart rate variability, high resting heart rate, and high blood pressure. That person is not belly breathing. A person who has high blood pressure is not belly breathing. A person who cannot sleep well is not belly breathing. I have studies here that show that diaphragmic belly breathing will improve hot flashes, symptoms of hot flashes will improve sleep, will improve pain, will lower oxidative stress. The most essential nutrient humans ever could ask for is oxygen. And the only way you're going to really get your oxygen is to breathe in through your nose. How many people have sleep apnea and use a CPAP? You can practice belly breathing everything in the morning, every time in the morning when you wake up. It's a practice. Don't feel bad. You don't get it right the first time. It's taken me years and I'm still not right. But I practice every day. There's several things I do every day for my morning routine and belly breathe is one of them. It has saved my sanity. Let's not even get into the hard stuff. Let's talk about what belly breathing has done to my soul. Right? I'm a business owner. I'm a dad. Okay? I'm 41 years old. Life is coming at me every way. I have adult problems. I have adult responsibilities. I have stress in my life. Real problems, right? You better believe I'm belly breathing every day because I know that's what's going to save my heart, my brain. And guess what? If I do it the right way, I'm, a, I'm in a little trance afterwards, you know? You're like in this little meditative stone state with your when you're yoga and savasana. You get the same way with belly breathing. So if you do the box breathing like I do, the rule of four, four breaths into your nose, into your belly, hold for four seconds, exhale for four seconds through your nose, from your belly, do it four times in a row, you will be healthier. The fourth thing you can do for your morning routine is get more sunlight. Now, this is something new for a lot of people. We talked about it on the podcast last week with sleep. I love how we're talking about sleep last week. Now we're talking about morning routine. You get better sleep when you get more sunlight. When you get more sunlight, you get better sleep. Your body was designed to accept and use sunlight for lots of things in the morning. When sunlight hits your brain, hits your face first thing in the morning, your body starts using that solar energy to start making things for you to function throughout the day. And if you do not get sunlight first thing in the morning, your body does not function to its full capacity. There is something in our brain called the third eye, our pineal gland, if you will. And our pineal gland makes things called neurotransmitters. You know these neurotransmitters as serotonin, as dopamine, as norepinephrine. There's also another one called melatonin. Now, what's interesting is we know melatonin is a hormone, a neurotransmitter hormone, that is only produced at nighttime. Now, we do make some melatonin at the daytime, but we make a lot more at nighttime. So let's just assume that most of it's made at night. Now, 
the same part of the brain, that third eye, in the morning, that third eye takes sunlight directly from the sky, absorbs it, that sunlight goes to your pineal gland in the back of your brain, and you release serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine. And what happens is if you release enough serotonin and you get enough sunlight and you have enough vitamins and your genes are working like they should, at nighttime, you will convert that morning serotonin into nighttime melatonin. Melatonin comes from serotonin. And here's what's fascinating about this. You've ever talked to anyone that lives in the Northwest? I love y'all, Seattle. Seattle doesn't see a lot of sunlight. San Francisco, right? Doesn't see a lot of sunlight. There's fog. How do you feel when you don't have sunlight? Are you happy? Seasonal anxiety disorder, otherwise known as seasonal depression, is thrown around a lot for people who don't feel very happy when it's overcast. The reason why is because sunlight makes serotonin, the happy hormone, along with dopamine, another happy hormone, with norepinephrine, another happy hormone. And so you imagine if I don't get sunlight first thing in the morning, in my daily morning routine, I am not making enough serotonin and norepinephrine for one, to focus and be happy throughout the day because we all deserve to be happy. And then at nighttime, I'm not making enough serotonin to be converted into melatonin at night. So in your morning routine, if it is possible, please get some sunlight. And for the people out there that say, look, I can't get sunlight in the morning. It's just almost impossible. Plus, I get up too early. Fair enough. I will tell you this. Go buy an infrared light. I have one over here at home. I have one here at the office. We basically, I had my mom come by the clinic yesterday and get infrared light therapy. It recharges your cells. It mimics the sunlight. It mimics the sunlight. The same wavelength, the same frequency from infrared light can mimic sunlight for those people who can't get sunlight first thing in the morning. So you know what I did this morning? I was up early. It was dark. I did the infrared panel at home for 10 minutes. That's what I did with my 10-minute morning routine. Sometimes for my 10 minutes, I do belly breathing with an infrared light panel on my face with my eyes closed, thinking about whatever I want to think about for those 10 minutes in my morning routine. You can do this too. And if you do corporations, things like this, just on a side note, the brain has incredible things that it's capable of doing. Research has shown that the same pineal gland that makes serotonin and melatonin, the same pineal gland has the ability to make a psychedelic neurotransmitter called DMT. DMT, dry methyl, was it tryptine? Right? Did I say it right? Probably mispronounced that, but dry methyl trip, tryptine, tryptine, tryptamine, there we go. DMT is another neurotransmitter that's produced from the pineal gland. And DMT, melatonin, and serotonin come from the same place. They come from the pineal gland. But DMT is only released really when you have, uh, when you're born or when you're dying. But you imagine the capability is there. Research has shown that our bodies, our brain has the ability to make its own psychedelic experience if you give it the right support. Now, so far for your morning routine, we've talked about sunlight, 
We've talked about sleep. We've talked about deep breathing. We've talked about less screen time. All of this is leading to something, to you function at your highest level possible. Some people have been to Joe Dispenza's seminars and learned how to belly breathe, increase their cerebral spinal fluid up to their brain to activate the pineal gland to release their own DMT in the middle of the day on a Tuesday. That's incredible that our body has the ability to do that. And all it starts with is probably sitting outside in the sun, not looking at her phone. Oh, and by the way, screen time, that phone that you're looking at first thing in the morning has been shown to lower levels of melatonin at night. And lower levels of melatonin have been linked to calcifications of the pineal gland. Nighttime exposure lowers nighttime melatonin. I can continue. There's plenty of studies. Less screen time at night and in the morning. Right? Less screen time at night and in the morning. The last thing, number five, that I want you to remember to do for your morning routine. Take your vitamins. Take your vitamins. You knew I was going to talk about vitamins. I love vitamins because they help you function better throughout the day. I myself take vitamins every morning as part of my morning routine. My kids take vitamins as part of their morning routine. My wife takes vitamins as her morning routine. The family as a whole come downstairs every morning before school, before work. We sit together in the kitchen and all four of us take our vitamins every single morning before breakfast, because most of us don't eat breakfast, but before our coffee, before my boost, before anything else, I take my vitamins. Why? Because I know that the vitamins I take in the morning help me make serotonin, dopamine, and help me think a lot. Because I'm going to think a lot throughout the day, and I'm going to give a lot of my energy up, and I'm going to really have to be on point today. So I want to make sure I got all the right nutrients to be on point. So I take my vitamins, I belly breathe, I do my infrared light, I have my 10 minutes for myself for gratitude, I talk to God, I, I do this every day, and then I start my day. And yes, I have kids, I, have, I own a business, it is possible. I am 41 years old, I have worked on my morning routine over the last decade, and I'm proud to say this is the best I've ever felt. And I have the HRV and the lab work to prove it. It didn't start with taking more vitamins, I included more vitamins into my morning routine that helped me make things like serotonin, dopamine, and melatonin so I could function better. Take vitamins to make you more serotonin, dopamine, and melatonin. There's research here that shows in combination with light therapy, it improves your sleep. Light influences our health in so many ways. You cannot replicate it. It's tried, infrared light's very close. But you need sunlight, you need vitamins, you need nutrients, you need time for yourself. I'm not asking for much. This morning routine can all be done within 10 minutes. Everything we talked about can be done in a shorter amount of time than it is to listen to this podcast. But if you listen to this podcast every morning for your morning routine, that's not going to make your morning routine better. Please listen to the podcast and thank you for listening and subscribing. But here's the thing. If this morning podcast is part of your morning routine, it's because you're getting something out of it. You're empowering yourself. This podcast gives you something. So even if this podcast was part of your morning routine, which podcasts can be for people, listen to podcasts like the School of Doza that gives you information and knowledge and tools 
to help you be the best version of yourself. That's what you want to be listening to first thing in the morning. And if it's not that, it's by Monero Beats or it's your favorite song in the morning. I listen to music almost every morning as part of my music routine. The boys will listen to Mozart in the morning before they get ready for school. Have fun at this. Have fun with your morning routine. Practice it. Work on it. Continue to work on it. And one day you'll wake up and you won't be tired. You'll be energized and refreshed and you can hear the smile on my face because it took half my life to realize that I wasn't feeling good when I woke up. And it took the last 10 years of my life to finally get to the point where I wake up feeling refreshed and I look forward to my morning routine more than anything else throughout the day. This can be you. In conclusion, if you want a supplement for a morning routine, look no further than our boost. Our boost with caffeine, the big, the mixed berry flavor, is my personal favorite multivitamin. I have taken boost every single day for the last seven years. I have one or two sticks a day. My wife doesn't go a day without it either. She makes her vitamin drink, our boost, every single morning for me and her. I don't think there's been a day I haven't gone without it. I don't drink coffee anymore. And you can hear the energy in my voice. It's because I take my vitamins, like boost everything, every time in the morning. I belly breathe. I take care of myself. It's all part of the routine. If you bought a box of boost, it's a 30-day supply. Do this with your morning routine. Stop drinking coffee. Drink the boost instead. Tell me how you're going to feel after a month from now. You know you're going to feel incredible. You're going to get things out of the boost that you won't get from coffee. So try it for a, for a month and then let me know how you feel. Use code Nurse Doza for a discount. I hope that you're taking this information and you're applying it as early as tomorrow morning. I mean, come on, we can do this. There's no time like the present and you got to ask yourself, if you're not going to do it now, then when? There will always be excuses. But here's the thing. When you put yourself first and you make yourself priority number one, your life improves tremendously. Everyone else around you gets better because you put yourself first, first thing in the morning. It's not selfish. It's a non-negotiable at this point. I want you to have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening and supporting. Please listen and subscribe. Until next time, class is concluded. Keep working on your health.